is episode 31 of the podcast, Oddly Adulting. And uh, in case you've been wondering where I am, um, I've just been here quarantining with my family. (laughs) Um, It's kind of hard to believe that I have like over 60 days under my belt. I actually officially stopped counting on day 57, which was uh, last Thursday. And, um, I'm just sort of like in awe, I'm just confounded by this whole, this whole thing. So, um, that's not an excuse, but it is an explanation. And I just want to jump right into, um, telling y'all about what I've got, what I have to talk about tonight. So I did not realize, um, like how much of a pro at quarantine I was before it started. Um, but all of these different things have come up that have brought to light all of these memories. So I don't know if y'all have been seeing, um, these memes about like kids, kids today, you know, kids in 2020 are getting a 1980s childhood or whatever, but it is really kind of true. Like the number of games of, um, the floor is lava that have been played at this house (laughs) in the last two months is, um, kind of spectacular. Um, also we got, um, a dollhouse (laughs) that a lady that we go to church with, Miss Judy, she is so precious. She is, um, well, I have no idea how old she is. She has to be in her eighties if she's a day. Um, she and her husband have been married 60 years. So, I mean, she's got to be at least like 76, right? That's if she got married at 16. But anyway, I don't think she did get married at 16, but it was, it wasn't too much long, longer after that. But anyway, um, Miss Judy called me, I may have said this on the last podcast. Honestly, I can't remember. (laughs) At any rate, we got a dollhouse and (laughs) for the dollhouse, um, dolls are not living in it. Instead, these little woodland creatures, Um, called Calico Critters live in it. And honestly, they are the stuff that little girl dreams are made of. And if Calico Critters had existed when I was a kid, I legitimately would never have gone outside. Um, This would have been totally my gateway into um, just staying indoors forever because they're these little bitty, you can just Google them for, just Google an image search, Calico Critters, spelled just like you would imagine with two C's. And, um, there's like little mice and little bunnies and koalas and hedgehogs and cats. And they're so cute. My favorite of all time, which I haven't seen in person yet, but someday, um, is this adorable little otter family. And the, and the mommy otter wears the baby otter in a little, (laughs) a little baby, a little baby wearing sack that's shaped like a fish. It's so cute. But anyway. My kids are having, like, such a 1980s childhood this year, I guess. And that's, I mean, that's really saying something because, as y'all know, I mean, I've told you about the fact that they're sort of obsessed with prairie days and olden days and things like that. So, um, I guess it's a step in the right direction. At least they're getting more modern by getting to the 80s. So, really all I need left to do is, like, I need to buy a box of Babysitter Club books at a yard sale and, um, that'll pretty much cover like 
the rest of what I would have been doing at, especially like my 12 year old's age. Um, I can remember being her age and I had this gigantic box of babysitter club books under my bed and every night at bedtime, like when the lights were supposed to be out, but I had a flashlight, I would just reach under the bed and like fish around and whichever one I pulled out was the one I would read. So, um, that's really all she needs. Oh, but update. Let me tell you about this fun thing that they're doing. So we are really big on, um, read aloud books, partly because I was introduced to, well, okay, let me back up. Um, y'all know I was an English major and teacher and reading aloud, like the science of it and the science of kids being able to listen and comprehend and things like that is super fascinating to me. And so I did a lot of reading aloud in my classroom, even though that wasn't, it really wasn't very popular. Of course, now I've been out of the classroom now 10 years, but even, even then it really wasn't very popular to do. Um, it was considered kind of like, I don't know, old fashioned or whatever. Um, but I have always done reading aloud to them. The first, um, set of books that I read. Um, golly, I feel like I'm saying, um, a lot tonight. I'm sorry. I'm very self-conscious for some reason. Like, I think it's because I'm rusty. Um, oh, there it is again. (laughs) Uh, I should try saying, uh, instead or something else. Hmm. Anyway, the first set of books that I read out loud to them were the, Little House on the Prairie books. And I got through, uh, I think it was just the first two. I think it was Little House in the Big Woods and Little House in the Prairie. And it took us a while to get through them, maybe like a year, because we didn't, you know, we weren't reading a chapter. We weren't obsessively reading them, you know, like every night. But I was reading through those with my older two. And my youngest was like maybe three And so when we first, when I first started reading them, and so she didn't really have the, she didn't really have the attention span for it. But by the time I got done with the second book, so maybe like it took us about a year, I guess, to get through those two books um, at our very relaxed pace. By the time I got done with the second book, she was showing signs that like her attention span had gotten better. So I talked to the other two and I said, listen, would it be crazy if I started back over at the beginning And I read Little House in the Big Woods and Little House on the Prairie again to all three of you so that we can all three together finish them. And they were like, no, that's a great idea. And truthfully, those are my two favorite books. Little House in the Big Woods is probably my favorite of of all of them. But um, they love the idea. So we started from scratch. So read alouds and... um, like reading the whole thing as a family or having shared, having these shared reading experiences. It's something we've been doing forever. So this is an established like family value. So, um, enter quarantine. Okay. And so it seems like everything that we have done as a normal routine, it, it either went one way or the other, either it got to the point to where we were so sick of doing it because it was the only thing we were doing. Cause now we didn't have all these outside activities to introduce that they were just like totally bucking, you know, bucking traditions. Didn't want to do that. Um, or the opposite was they've really like leaned into certain things that are our traditions. And one of which has been the reading aloud. And I am like so thrilled by this because one of my goals as a mom 
is totally to outsource my workload. Like totally, 100%. I love it when they get to the point to where they're, they're proficient enough at something that I can just like hand it over to them. You know, where I don't have to come back behind and like fix it or um, do a lot of micromanaging. I just really love being able to be like, okay, here's this thing and now I expect you to do it. So a couple of the things that we're, we're already to that point with my older two with dishes. Um, they can put the dishes in the dishwasher, run it, unload it and do the whole process. Now I will say she would hate that I told you all this story. So y'all don't tell her, okay? If you ever see her in person, if you're local, okay, do not mention this. This is our secret. Um, but my middle, my middle daughter was having a really bad day. I don't remember why. I think it was just a hard day, you know, just a hard, just a hard day. And, um, Chris didn't know she was having such a bad day. He sort of blew in the door from working long and saw that the kitchen was a mess and he didn't want to have to do the dishes that night. Normally the dishes are his job, but, um, and so he just sort of was like, you know, just sort of like spraying out chores to everyone. You pick this up, you pick this up. And he's like, points at her and he's like, you get in there and load the dishwasher. So I was hearing all of this happening. I don't know what I was doing. I was in the other room. I might've been sorting laundry or something, but I was just kind of on the periphery of it. Anyway, late, then I heard him leave and go back out to his office. He's been working some crazy weird hours ever since, ever since everything, you know, quote unquote, everything got started. So he was out back in his office and I hear, I hear the dishes start being done, but then I, I hear this like, this like overlay, this layer of noise over the dishes of someone crying. And so I kind of like peeked around the corner and she was just like full on crying and talking to herself while she was doing the dishes. And I could not, I could not hear what she was saying. And I dared not go in there and ask her about it. Like I knew she was just having a moment. She doesn't like to be interrupted when she's having a moment. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so that happened. So that'll be a story that will come out of quarantine, I'm sure, that will she'll remember forever. But anyway, that has nothing to do with anything else. But y'all don't tell her I told you, okay? Um, what I was trying to get around to saying is that I love it when I can outsource my workload and without even without even trying this magical moment happened. Um, trying to remember how long ago they started. It's been a couple of weeks. It's probably been closer to a month total. Uh, but one night I hear all of this noise and all of this ruckus and all of this sort of like protesting and begging and all of this, like, please, please. And no, I don't want to. And anyway, the long and short of it is, is that the younger two convinced my oldest to read them the entire Harry Potter series (laughs) at bedtime. (laughs) And so she is not a quitter and she has kept the promise that she made. And last night they finished book two and tonight they started on book three and I'm just so happy about it. It just, it just makes me really happy. Um, it just makes me really happy that they're going to have this memory to come out of quarantine. I will say I'm a little bit worried if it, if we've been in quarantine and I, by the way, I use that term very loosely. None of us have been sick, so we're not actually in quarantine, but we're just calling it that because that's the easiest way to describe what we're doing. Um, we've been in quarantine for two months and they've finished two books. So that's two books in two months. There's seven books 
please God, don't let that mean we're going to be in quarantine for seven months. Surely that's not a harbinger, right? Okay, so y'all can just think happy thoughts with me on behalf of that. All right, so, but uh, obviously because quarantine and pandemics and whatever is um, on the forefront of everybody's mind, I have to tell you guys about something that we did as part of our continued um, pandemic experience. But before I do that, I want to make the very exciting announcement that the Oddly Adulting podcast has gained another producer. And I'm super excited to tell you because like I've, you guys have heard me talk about uh, my producer, Christy, who I feel like is one of the most encouraging people. She's always telling me, she's always giving me great feedback about the shows and things like that. But there's a little part of me that thinks that, you know, like, I mean, because she's family, she's sort of like obligated to listen, you know? And so it's, it's super nice and super helpful and super meaningful that she's so complimentary, but you know, you always are going to wonder, there's that little molecule of doubt in your mind. That's like, would she ever listen if she wasn't related? Like if she didn't have to listen, would she listen? But I got this totally unexpected email and now it's been terribly long since then. So producer Wendy, I apologize for the delay. You did not deserve a delay in getting your kudos, but producer Producer Wendy, everybody welcome Wendy. Welcome, welcome. Wendy is Christy's sister. And so that means that Christy actually does like the podcast enough to even tell someone else to listen to it. And even more exciting than that, Wendy actually listened and she has been keeping up with all the episodes. And I was just really, really, I mean, flattered, but I was really heartened by the email she sent me. Um, she gave me so many good um, pieces of just encouragement about which episodes were her favorite and feedback. And we chatted back and forth via email. And she very generously donated $50 toward the podcast, which gets me $50 closer to my goal of being able to buy some equipment that will really help me take it up a notch by being able to have guests that don't physically have to be located next to me. Um geographically. So I'm just so excited. I know I've used the same adjectives over and over, but Wendy, thank you. It has been really neat to find out that you're listening and, um, I hope you continue to be impressed with the product that you have invested in. So for tonight, I'm going to tell you, um, first of all, I'm going to give you a story of how we celebrated a birthday during the pandemic the, the 2020 pandemic. Um, it's the only pandemic I've been alive for that I'm aware of. <laughs> but, um, and then I'm going to tell you how a birthday party, uh, let's see, I have to do some math here. Oh, 13 years ago, prepared me to do it upright, quarantine style. So the birthday that we had to sell, well, first of all, I got to celebrate my birthday during COVID-19. My birthday is April 11th, and um, now it's been so long, I can't even remember what we did. Uh, what did we do? I have no idea. Oh, I think they made me breakfast in bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made me breakfast in bed, and uh, I got um, some homemade cards. Um, Oh, and Chris ordered me a hydrangea bush that I've been wanting for a long time and a muscadine vine. 
and the hydrangea bush is arrived. Well, they both arrived a couple weeks later, and the hydrangea bush has been planted and seems to be doing great. The muscadine vine appears to be dead, so I'm going to have to follow up on that. I went out to check on it the other day, and I was just kind of like touching the, sort of like moving the vines around, and one of them just like snapped in half. So I think that means it's dead. What do y'all think? At any rate, um, my birthday is not the one I want to talk about. The one I want to talk about is my my baby's birthday. So, my baby. My 2013 baby. My last baby. My forever baby. Um, turned seven. And um, her birthday is April 27th. She's turning seven on the 27th. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but what was not fun was that it had to fall during a pandemic. And social distancing and everything being weird and nothing being normal. And this is my child who, if I was going to label one of them as a social butterfly, she would be, she would be that one because, um, anywhere we go, she makes a friend. Like we could be somewhere for 10 minutes and we would leave. She'd be like, my friend so-and-so. And I'd be like, what, who? And she'd be like, you know, that girl I just met now, bless her. She can't remember anybody's name. If you ask her, what's her name? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> and I was actually reading about her personality a while back. I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but about the personality colors. She's a yellow. Well, she's like evenly split yellow and red. So I guess that makes her orange. But um, which funnily enough, orange is her favorite color. Um, uh, the yellow personality, they're just like so happy to be there. They're like the life of the party. And they genuinely think that everyone is thrilled to meet them. And so they don't like bother themselves to learn other people's names because they're like, why do I need to know their, their name? All, all they need to know is my name. (laughs) It's like, it's a very egocentric personality trait that she has. But anyway, she loves parties and she really loves her birthday. And so I was really bummed that she was going to have to celebrate it in such a like weird time. Um, And so I just, I completely jumped on the bandwagon and planned, um, shoot, I forgot to mute my computer. Sorry about that. Um, I, I jumped on the bandwagon and I planned a drive, a drive by party or drive through party. I don't know if you can call it a drive through because there was nothing for them to drive through. We don't have like a circular driveway, but, um, I planned a drive by party and, um, Really didn't concern myself with too many details about it because I just thought, you know, I want people to have fun. I want them to enjoy being able to come by. And so I just left it kind of open and free form. And I just told everybody, good gracious, didn't mute my phone either. Um, I just told everybody, you know, we'll, I'll just have her out in the driveway between 6 and 7 p.m. And if y'all just want to come by and like honk and wave and, you know, like throw a present in the yard if you want to, just whatever. I just want her to feel like people knew it was her birthday. Okay. Because the child loves attention. She really loves attention. And so like, I thought this cannot go wrong. So, um, there were like 12, maybe 12, 13 people total that I told about it. And really most, almost everybody was able to come out. There was really only like two people that couldn't come. So, uh, I thought, okay, I'll drag our lawn furniture. Like I have a couple little, I have some seating. Like I'll drag our seating out into the driveway. Um, 
and like park it under the tree so we have some shade and I'll hang a disco ball from the tree because we have a disco ball. I don't know why we have a disco ball, but we do. So I hung the disco ball from the tree and then I got out like the sidewalk chalk and the bubbles and stuff. So she didn't have stuff to do in the driveway while we waited. And then I prepared like the piece de resistance of the drive-by party, which was a neon yard sign (laughs) that I stapled over one of my real estate signs. be able to put it out there in the yard. And one side was hot neon pink that said, happy quarantined birthday M7. I don't know if I have told y'all about how, I told y'all about how this child tags all of her belongings and like her schoolwork and her artwork. She started this when she was three. My mom taught her how to write her M and then how to write her three, like separately. They were just doodling and she was showing her, and here's your letter, here's your M. And she's like, and here's your H, here's your three. And so my child put them together, M3, like a like a gang, like a gang symbol or artist signature or whatever. So ever since then, whatever age she is, she'll put her M and then she'll put her age. It's very convenient for keeping track of how old she was when she made this piece of art or that piece of art. So it's really very helpful. I recommend this if you have a child, teach them this. But because she made it up, it's just so cute. And and when she was, I remember when she was four and it was the week before she was turning five, she said, well, I better start practicing my five. And so I have a very rare collect, few like collector's pieces of art that say M45 because she was four, but she was practicing her five because it was almost time to switch to M5. So at any rate, now she's M7 because she's seven. So I put M7 on the sign. On the one side, the hot pink side, it said, happy quarantine birthday, M7. Then on the other side, so the, the pink side was facing the direction that I assumed most of the people would be coming to visit us because it really only makes sense to come to come that way based on where our house is on the street and stuff. So on the other side of the sign, I was like, oh, I'll be clever and I'll get like extra attention for my little social butterfly. And so on the neon yellow side, I painted, honk, it's my birthday. (laughs) Y'all can probably see where this is going, like from a mile away. And you'll, you'll be puzzled as to why I did not see it coming from a mile away. So... I get the front yard all set up. It's like five o'clock. I tell her I'm going to go inside and make dinner. I've got your party or I have, no, I didn't tell her it was a party. Oh, oh, that was the other thing. So it was a surprise. The whole thing was a surprise. I didn't tell her party. I said, she knew that my mom was coming over to bring her a birthday present. So I let her think that that was why I said all that stuff out there because we were being super careful about Corona and we were just going to hang out outside and whatever. And so we were going to have like a little see grandma in the driveway thing. Okay. So I said, Hey, listen, I have, I have the driveway all set up. Um, you know, um, for them to come over and give you your present. So if you want to go out there and look at it, you can. And so she goes outside and she comes back and she's like, what, what is that? Why is all that stuff out there? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's out there so we can be comfortable. Like, like during your, you know, like while they're here. So we have somewhere to sit, you know? And she's like, why is there a disco ball in the tree? And I'm like, well, I just, I don't know. Cause I thought it would be fun. Cause it's your birthday. And she's like, what does that sign say in the yard? And so I said, So we're now outside just pointing all these things out. 
And the other two sisters are out there with me because they were all excited thinking she was going to be thrilled. And I said, well, well, on this side over here on the pink side, you know, it says happy quarantine birthday M7. She's like, what does it say on the other side? And I said, well, well, the other side says, honk, it's my birthday. And she's like, what? Are people going to honk at me? And I was like, oh gosh, oh, I have really messed up. Oh boy. And I said, well, I thought it would be fun if people drove by and it would be kind of like a party, you know? And she's like, I don't want people to honk at me. So of course, right then, right at that moment in time, lo and behold, what is happening? Yes, a car is approaching from that direction with the honk. It's my birthday sign. And so the older two sisters go, please let it work. Please let it work. And poor M7 goes, please don't let it work. And she ducks behind the little like couch thingy, the yard furniture, the lawn furniture that I have dragged out to the middle of the driveway, ducks behind it. And of course, as the person goes by, they just lay on the horn like the most obnoxious horn. And she bursts into tears and goes running into the house and like slams the door and goes and hides in the guest room, like basically under the bed. And I'm just panicked. I'm like, oh no. Oh, oh no. I've really messed it up. I, I don't know how I messed it up so bad, but my, my child that loves attention does not want, does not want attention in the driveway. Like I was panicking. So, so now I'm like texting all the people, Hey, listen, um, okay. So yeah, uh, maybe don't honk when you get here. I don't know. She's being kind of funny about it. I I feel like maybe she's going to be embarrassed or upset or, and they're like, Oh no, well, is it okay? We made signs. We were going to hang signs with one. I'm like, yeah, maybe I think that might be okay. And they're like, Oh, well. And then a couple people from church were like, well, three of us were going to meet and we were going to make like a parade and we put streamers on our car and we're going to throw candy at her. Like, should we not do that? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, please, please, Jesus, please let her like this. So I said, y'all just do what you want to do. Hopefully she'll get into it. You know, hopefully it'll be okay. And so for that whole hour leading up to six o'clock, my stomach was just in knots. I was so worried, so nervous. I thought, man, I tried to do this fun thing to redeem the fact that she's having a birthday during a global pandemic. And instead, this is going to be what she tells her therapist about. Like someday she's going to be like, and the moment I knew that my mom didn't understand me was when she threw me a party when I was seven and everybody honked at me and I cried. (laughs) That's totally where my mind went, 100%. So I will spare you the suspense and the agonizing details, but suffice it to say, when the first car came by, she wasn't sure how to feel about it. When the second car came by, they brought her a present. And when the third car came by with Sweet Miss Judy (laughs) waving a cowbell out the window, (laughs) she was all about it. And she was 100% converted to the drive-by birthday party. She loved the little parade that everybody did, the little three-car parade with the people from, with other people from church. They threw Jolly Ranchers at her, which are her favorite candy. She got tons of presents dropped off. She had several friends that came and that their moms brought them, you know, drove them by so that they could say hi out the window. And at the end of all of it, um, I said, well, what did you think? What did you think about your quarantine birthday? And she said, it was the best one ever. 
and I believe her. So that is the happy ending to the terrifyingly anxiety-inducing bad first reaction to my what I thought was a good idea. So hopefully now when she talks about me to her therapist, um, you know, something about like how I try to make things fun. Maybe that will get worked into the conversation. I don't know. I don't actually have, I actually do not have the reputation for being fun. If you ask people in my family if I'm fun, they would probably tell you no. Um, just because I don't like, I don't do things well on the fly. Um, I, I like to plan. Um, I don't like there to be a lot of surprise. I actually hate, I hate surprises. I don't want any surprises. So, um, but I like doing surprises to other people. That's really unfair of me, isn't it? But oh well, it is who I, it, I am who I am. Um, anyway, but I, I do have my moments. Like I said, I, I do like to have fun, but it has to be planned out fun. And I don't like surprises being done to me, but I like surprising other people. So I did not think about it. I didn't even remember. This feels like such ancient history to me, being that it was 13 years ago and it was like anything that happened like pre-kids feels like a century ago. So my memories are getting really fuzzy, it feels like. But I realized after the fact, this was not the first drive-by birthday party that I planned. In fact, I planned a drive-by birthday party that was like even more drive drivey, drive by e. So let me set the scene for you. It's 13 years ago, which would be, I'm not going to do the math on what year that was, but Chris was turning 25. No, 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 that's not right. It was longer ago than that. He was turning, wait, okay, now I have to do the math. Let's see. It was 2006. Yes, it was 2006. Okay, it was the, it was November of 2006. So in 2006, he was turning, yeah, he was turning 25. Sorry, I am so bad at math. Y'all pray for my children. I am their math teacher. Okay, he's turning 25. I knew that was right. I should have just trusted my gut on that. He's turning 25 and we live in Croatia. And I'm not 25. I'm only 24. I didn't turn 25 until... April. So this is in November of 2006. And we were living in Croatia because this was during our two years that we lived overseas, um, working slash volunteering. We didn't get paid, but other people paid for us to be there. So we were volunteering, um, as with the mission organization. And we were living in Croatia because the volunteering that we were doing was we were living, um, at this moment in time, we didn't actually live on the ship, but we were working on the ship that was being rebuilt to become a floating book fair that goes into countries, sells books, does aid work, also does evangelizing, et cetera, et cetera. We were on the team of people that was actually working on the ship. Um, I was teaching the kids of the families that had come to work on the ship. Believe it or not, whole families were moving to Croatia to work on the ship. Most of the, mostly it was the dads working on the ship, but there were whole families that came. And so the kids had to be in school. And so me and two other teachers ran the ship's school. So, and Chris was, um, on the IT team, outfitting the whole network for the ship and all that stuff. So, uh, we're living in Croatia and it, the, the living conditions can be best described as like 
basically we were just living, it was like group, group, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know why I can't think of my words tonight. I haven't even been drinking. (laughs) This is what quarantine has, has done to my brain. Um, okay. So we were living in a place that I don't know what the actual, I don't know if this place actually had a name. I don't think it did, but we called it, we all called it Villa Eva because Villa, because it was a house, Villa Eva and Eva, I believe was the name of the lady who owned the house and rented it to us. And, um, we, our team members, the number of people that lived in this house was enough people that it filled up eight bedrooms split between two floors. So it was like two apartments and each apartment had four bedrooms. Um, and then a common living space and a common kitchen. And some of the bedrooms had their own bathrooms. Some had to share a hall bathroom. So we lived on the second floor of Villa. Even we had our own bedroom and our own bathroom. And then we had this shared like living situation with the living room and the kitchen. So we were, I was the only girl living on the floor. So I joked that I was living like in the frat house. Um, so at any rate, we lived in Villa Eva, but every day we had to travel to the shipyard where we were actually doing the work on the ship. Um, except for me, I would drive a bus full of people over to the shipyard and then I would collect the children and then we would drive back to Villa Eva and we actually did school in Villa Eva. Um, so our team had, I don't know how many people were working on the ship at that time. We didn't all live in Villa Eva. There were several houses around town that people were living in. And some of the guys, some of the single guys were actually living on the ship for the duration of it. We didn't move to the ship until the very end of our time in Croatia. We only got to live on the ship for a couple months before um, we came home. So uh, we had our team, however many people it was, I want to say it was probably between like, probably 40 and 50. 40 or 50 people that were there. Um, we had two vans. We had the green van, which was a really nice, brand new 15 or 18 passenger van, really nice, big transit van, brand new when we got it. And like, we trashed that sucker because everybody was in work clothes all the time with grease on them and whatever. But we had the green van, which was this super, super nice van that they drove over from Germany, brand new. Someone donated it, I'm sure. And in order to be allowed to drive the green van, you just had to have a driver's license from your home country. Okay, check. And you could, you had to be 21 or up. Okay, check. So a lot of times, so I was driving the green van on these trips back and forth to the ship. All right, so then there was, then there was the other van. Okay, and the other van was silver and it was not new. It, I have no idea how old it was, but it, it looked like it was mid nineties, late, late nineties, maybe. And it was, it's one of these vans. It was like a Hyundai maybe, or a Toyota. It was, it was some Asian company, you know, and we used to joke about how it was an eight passenger van, but it wasn't eight European or American van. It was like eight Asian people van. Because if you put eight people in this van, you were scared that the wheels were going to fall off because A, it was super old. And then B, it was just, it it just is tiny. It looks comical. 
when the doors would open and all and all these eight people would get out. And sometimes it was more than eight people because sometimes we were riding Haiti style. But this silver van, which was for all purposes of description, a piece of junk. <laughs> so we have the green van, brand new. You have to just be 21 or up with a driver's license to drive. Silver van, old piece of crap. For some unknown reason, you had to be 25 to drive that one. Maybe because it was a death trap on wheels. I have no idea, but you had to be 25. So I couldn't drive it because I was only 24. Chris could not drive it because he was only 24. So as I said, his 25th birthday rolled around and I was trying to figure out like, how do I show him a good time for his birthday when we're broke? Okay. Because we were only, we got $20 a month each for what they called PM, personal money. That was like our allowance because, you know, our, our housing was provided, our meals were provided, um, driving back and forth to work, you know, the van was provided, like we didn't have any expenses because we were just living in this group living situation. Um, so we only got $20 a month each for allowance. And the way that we, Um, I don't remember, I mean, I'm assuming we still, I know we still had bank accounts back in the U S but we didn't have any way to get to any money. Like we had, we had some money saved up, um, in our account, in our U S accounts back home. But like, I don't remember us. I don't think we even had a debit card. We had a credit card. That's it. Um, but, but I never used it at an ATM or anything like that. Um, so basically we were just broke. That's, that's the point of that story. So we were broke flat broke. And, um, all we had was that $40 and I started making this plan. Chris's birthday is November 16th. And so I knew ahead of time that I wanted to do something with his, for his birthday. So when we got our month, our money for that month, I like took it, you know, and put it aside so that I'd have it to spend on his birthday. And I just, I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to show this guy a good time? And I was like, I mean, I guess I could like invite some people out and we could, we could like all meet up and I don't know, go get pizza somewhere or, but it just all seemed very boring, you know, like, okay, we'll just meet up. We'll have pizza. We'll stand around. We'll look at each other. And then it dawned on me and here he comes through the door to interrupt me. Hey, I'm in here recording. Okay. So then it dawns on me. The only thing this guy can't do it, it like turning 25. The only, the only thing that will, that will change for him when he turns 25 is like right now at 24, the only thing he can't do is drive the silver van. <laughs> but as soon as he turns 25, he can do that. So the plan I made was that on his 25th birthday, me and my two best friends, my two best gal pals, Sabina and Donna, who we all had nicknames. Sabina, we called B. Me, we called Z. Sabina was B. Lindsay was Z. And then Donna, for some reason, had the nickname of Ski. She arrived with that nickname. She's Australian and Australians are weird about nicknames. She had this nickname, Ski. And so we called her Ski. So Z, B, and Ski. Um, So B and Ski were in on it. And so they helped me get the van, first of all, because we had to, like, figure out a way to monopolize the van time. You weren't really supposed to do that. So they helped me, like, steal the van. And then um, we went to town and we bought balloons. 
and we we blew up all these balloons and filled the whole van full of balloons. <laughs> and then went and picked up pizza and then went back to the house and told a couple of our roommates like hey we're we're throwing Chris birthday party in the silver van like come on you want to come and so they're like yeah and we're like we have pizza they're like sweet so we got i can remember two of them actually no there was three of them there was uh i think his name was Daniel who worked in IT with Chris and then there was the other Chris who was an engineer on the ship Chris um he was from England Daniel was from i think Germany and then um one other guy, and I cannot for the life of me remember his name, and he was like a mechanic or something uh, working in the engine room. So that was, I think, seven of us. Does that math work out? ZB, Ski, Chris, Chris, Daniel, guy, I can't remember. Okay, yeah, seven. And then room for the pizza. <laughs> so, so we got everybody in the van. We've managed, like, Z, I mean, not I'm Z, B and Ski. B and Ski managed to somehow get everybody hidden under all the balloons. And then I was just in the front seat and I, we had it parked outside Billy Eva and we were like, honk, 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 honk. And eventually I had to call Chris on his little cell phone. Hey, listen, I, you hear that honking where I'm outside. Can you come out? And so he comes out and we're like, surprise, it's your birthday. You can drive the silver van now. Congratulations. <laughs> So we handed him the keys and for the next like hour, two hours, we just went joyriding <laughs> all over the island. And eventually we ended up at this little like rinky dink beach. Um, and the beaches in this part of Croatia were not great. I don't know if there are any good beaches in Croatia or not, but this beach was not great, <laughs> but we get piled out of the van of balloons flying everywhere and, um, eight peas on the beach and then we pretty much just like had to pack it up and go back home because we were out of money. We were out of time. We didn't want to run out of gas because we didn't have any money for gas. So um, I didn't realize that that drive by or drive around birthday party um, would prepare me to someday throw a drive by birthday party for my child in the U.S. of A. So that was a that was a fun um memory to be brought fresh to my mind. I had not thought about that in years and years. So apparently we were making drive-by cool before the pandemic required us to, but that is pretty much all I have to say for now. I, uh, have some ideas in the works. Um, hopefully it won't be as long in between, but you know what? I don't know if y'all, do y'all feel like you're in a time warp? Cause I just feel like I'm in a time warp. Honestly, I couldn't have told you that it was three weeks or more. It may have been longer than that. Anyway, enough rambling. I'm happy to be here. I always enjoy getting behind the mic and it warms my heart to know that other people enjoy it too. So thank you to all of you that are out there. I know y'all already know this, but I'm just going to say it anyway because it's a tradition now. But um, you can find all the episodes to stream on oddlyadulting.com. You can also find them on all of the usual podcast apps and whatnots. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at oddlyadulting, or you can send me an email like Wendy did at oddlyadulting at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. Like I told you, like I went on and on about, it just made my day to get that email. And so I would love to hear from more of you. 
Also, I want to assure my girl Sherry, I have not forgotten that you were the only person to send me your bingo card that you played along with me. And so there is a prize, a surprise coming to your mailbox. Um, Can't tell you how long it'll take to get there because, like I said, time warp in pandemic world. But eventually, someday, you will get a little something from me. And also, to my girls, Katie and Bree, y'all remember, like, way back when when I did a giveaway? Um, I haven't forgotten, just so you know. So, also, you will get, eventually, someday, in the time warp, um, an odd bird or an odd duck. So I won't tell you who's getting what. Um, but they, I have painted one of them and I have all the supplies needed to paint the other. So it is actually going to happen. But anyway, I hope all of y'all are well. I hope that the, everything, the quote unquote, everything that's going on. I saw this funny meme that said people in, in the South, um, don't call it COVID-19. They call it everything going on. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) I haven't heard one person that I've talked to, like one local person, nobody calls it coronavirus or COVID-19. They just say everything going on. At any rate, I hope all of y'all are staying well with everything going on. And I'd love to hear from you. And if you have a sister, you know, like be like Christy, tell your sister to listen to the podcast. Maybe she'll like it. Maybe she won't. And you can blame it on me. That's fine. But maybe she would that could be fun. And if you made it all the way to the end of this, you know what I'm going to say. I love you. And Jesus does too. Bye. Kevin McLeod, winner, winner.